Hello, world. What's going on with you? Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully your week is going well, even though it's Tuesday or maybe it's Wednesday or Friday when you're listening to this. I don't know, but hopefully you had a good week last week and the one upcoming. Um, Nothing really going on. I just hope that everybody's holiday season, Christmas Kwanzaa or Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa, you know, Hanukkah in there as well. Um, everybody just stay safe, you know. All that good jazz. And if you are in California, I send my love, especially if you own a small business. Uh, Definitely lots of love. Um, All right, let's get into this thing. On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by my friend and my brother, Courtney Henderson. He is the owner of Hindo Studios, the premier photography studio in San Diego, California. He is also the host of the Hindo podcast, a photography podcast, and just an all-around amazing podcast. So if you have any interest in it whatsoever, as I would hope that you do as you find people support everybody who's been on the show. Uh, Take a listen, subscribe on all platforms. So there's that. So please give it up and welcome my friend and brother again to the Random Thoughts Hour, Courtney Henderson. Every now and again, I like to pick up a book, a physical book and read. It helps me out. It helps me feel better about myself. But you know what? When I'm on the go and I don't have time, to pick up a book, a physical book, and read it with me, or if I'm in my car and I'm going on a long drive and I want to read, you know what I do? I turn on Audible. Audible is audiobooks on tape. Who would have thought? Um, they have over 180,000 and always adding more to their ever-growing collection. And you know what? My gift to you, because I like books, is going to download audibletrial.com slash random thoughts hour. You get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. All by going to audibletrial.com slash random thoughts hour. You know what? It'll play in your iPhone, it'll play on your Kindle, it'll play on your MP3 player. If you still have a Zoom for some reason, it possibly might work there. I don't know. Uh, but you can l- listen to some amazing book titles you can listen to can't hurt me by david goggins um a new book that i'm reading the vapors by david hill you can listen to that my neighbor wrote that or my neighbor's cousin wrote that so that's cool uh the divergent series you can read girl on a train or you can even listen to the hobbit if you're a big old video game nerd well it's not a video game movie anyway um and if you want some knowledge there's books there too michelle obama's books there and you'll feel inspired by the time it's done so again you can go to get your one month free trial and free audiobook download by going audibletrial.com slash random thoughts hour i promise you you won't regret it Courtney Henderson, back live from San Diego. What's going on, man? I'm Craig, the legend. What's oh, going on, brother? Man, legend. Oh, that's you're too generous there, sir. Too, too generous. Hey, you're looking good, too, man. Look at you growing the hair. I can't even grow <laughs> hair, bro. Look at you, man. You're growing the hair out. Yeah. Looking man. like a stud. Dude, I just I, I just had to I just had to fade it the other day. Ooh, you know. fresh fade. Look at man, you, man. You know. 
Damn, I, I'm, I'm try, jealous, I'm trying, bro. Nah, don't be jealous, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to be uh not my lazy bum self that uh, was pre was like what the initial quarantine was. Because, dude, I was. Uh, man, I was. I was a. I was a bum. Man, you look good. Thanks, bro. So do you, man. Hey, you. You're studying right now. You're a stud right now. I ain't gonna oh. get too many more compliments. You might man. think I like you or something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take these compliments and I'm gonna just uh I'm gonna ride high the rest of the day. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Dude, man. We were talking before I, before I hit the record, but we were having this uh lovely conversation about San Diego and California and co- and COVID and Gavin Newsom's new uh new orders and like. For someone who lives in San Diego, in California, mm-hmm. what do you think about, I mean, I, I know what you're thinking, but tell the people what you're thinking, how you feel all these orders are going. Um, I feel like the, if it didn't work the first time, what's, what is going to, what is changing? How is it going to work the second time? That's number one. Number two, I think he's destroying these businesses, you know what I mean? So these businesses don't have like income anymore. So if you don't have income, how can you stay alive? How you stay, stay afloat? And like for myself, you know, I have to pay my 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 business expenses still when they close me down. You know, I don't have any income coming in at the time at, at the moment now. I have to pay my personal expenses. I got a kid on the way. You know, I gotta feed my family. How how do I do that? Yeah. You tell me, Mr. Newsom, how the hell do I do that? How the fuck do I do that? Excuse my language. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I when, when my when my uh bills uh, are coming in, my credit cards are in the, and my business expenses, why I can't pay my bills, which I can pay my bills at the moment. But if, if I can't if I default on my credit cards, are they gonna pay that? Are they gonna pay my business expenses? How do you, how do a small business how do they survive? Right. You tell me. How do I, they survive, bro? I don't know, man. Um, you know, you, our mutual friend Angela Magania was telling me uh-huh. about uh she sent me this link, this article to like these small business loans. And I was like, and she was like, yo, take your business and, and go apply for it. I was like, uh, well, one, no. I don't ever want, I don't ever want to be on a loan. Now, if it was a grant and the money was being given, you know, that's right. something totally different, but loan, I'm not going to try and take no $20,000 loan and then have to repay the federal government 20 grand, especially now when, my only means of uh, of income are are the podcast and the ever so random shooting, right, bro? Think about it. So, I mean, think about the whole concept of this uh, of what the government is doing. They're shutting down your business. You can't make money. You can't you can't feed your family. Then they give you a loan, right? Mm-hmm. Then they make profit on the back end of it. That don't make, bro. It don't make no sense, man. It's it's, it's so stupid to me. It's not like it's a zero percent you know, APR loan, it's, there's, there's interest kicked into it at some yes. point and you're got, and then you're like, okay, well, what's going on with that? Cause that don't make no sense to, you know, but Hey, I mean, whatever, that's, that's neither Bro, here nor there. Even my credit cards, right? So my credit cards was like, I have one, actually one credit card. I have a, a Navy federal credit card and um, I'd use it for like backup purposes, emergency purpose. I don't even believe in credit cards because of this. So this this is what my credit card did. My credit card they deferred my payments. So I mean, only my payments only like one hundred and fifty bucks a month. Sure. I, I was just trying to conserve my money, right? So because um, I didn't know what was going to happen when the first time we shut down. So they deferred my payments for three or four months. I want to say. So after that, right, they hit me. In the, and when I start paying again, 
they hit me with a, 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 a the the back interest. That's number one. And number two, right? So they took they started debiting money out of my account without without my consent. Oh, bro. So so the oh. so this account specific account that a specific account I had was more like my spending account. Yeah. So my account went negative. Dang. Bro, what? No, now I'm lucky that I had enough little money to play with to to catch up. Right. But what if I don't have any money, bro? Man, they actually debited. Like, did you speak to somebody over there and be like, "Hey, what's, what's yeah. the deal? What they say?" They said, "Oh well, this is this is the process we have." You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. So I had to. So every time, so of course I'm using this card, you know, because it's my spending uh, spending money. Right. And I'm like, my card is being declined. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I got like money in this account. Right. <laughs> oh man. So I go look at my statement. I'm like negative like 500 bucks. Woo. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. How, how is this possible? Oh, I mean, so I'm looking at it and maybe federal just debiting money out of my account. Just so that the pay the, uh, the pay, the, the pay, the, the, the bill, mm. the bill, the pro, that yeah. was back interest. So they just wow. took that money out of my account. Wow. That's crazy. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. That's, that's crazy, man. I, Unbelievable. I, I don't. I don't even know what to say to that. Like, <laughs> I thought. I. I literally thought that if you if you're into further payments, why 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 come back and just start taking the interest? Like capital. I have like I have a Amex and a Capital One, and neither of them. They're like, hey, if you can't pay. Oh, and I have a Goldman Sachs card, but they're like, hey, if you can't pay your bill, let us know. You know, you miss a month here, whatever. No interest. You know. Man, that's that's something else, man. Ooh, that's crazy, bro. That's terrible. I mean, this it's it's a tough time for people, and 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 in particular, small businesses. You know, what yeah. I mean? so every time they close me down, I have to put more money back into marketing to get to regenerate that uh, that that revenue. Start right. coming and get people back in the studio. I have to do that, so I have I have to have money to do that. On top of that, I don't have money because nobody's coming in. Right. So, how long are y'all closed for this time? Almost a month mm. till like Jan mid January. Yeah, mm. yeah, mid January. You know, so we're closed yeah. down. So this is like the third time we're closed down. So, like I was telling you earlier, I mean, it's hard. I have a kid coming, man. So it's like, oh, this for, is my main source of income, dude. Congratulations! I to, I've told you this before, but I'm gonna say it on this public platform. Congratulations, <laughs> Daddy Hendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. It's, it's a crazy time to have a kid. I tell you that. Yeah, it you know, is. But um, it's a crazy uh, time to just be a parent, just in general. True, true. You Dude, know, so I mean, now I'm starting to like get nervous a little bit because it's like I gotta, I gotta support my kid. You know, what I mean, before even me, if I if I lose this business, okay, cool, I can go, go, you know, move in and and get a little small, little shack or something like that, yeah. and just take care of me and my chick. You know. Yeah. But now I have somebody that I gotta, I gotta feed now. You know what I mean? I, I'm responsible for this little human being about to pop out my girl's stomach. Right. So now it's like, I got, it's now I got to re-strategize things. Now it's like, I can do two things. California's opening and closing, opening and closing. And I can sit here and be like, all right, they might take my business from me. Or I can move somewhere else. So yeah. I might be your neighbor, bro. Hey, you know, come to Dallas. Texas is wonderful. <laughs> I'll always be a, I, they're, I'm telling you, man, Rogan had the right idea when he moved to Texas and everybody's following, but Texas has always been great. That's why we're the great state yeah. of Texas. Yeah, man. Um, 
dude, being a being a parent changes you. It's it is definitely interesting at times. You're having a boy, mm-hmm. right? Having a boy, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I'm a, see, I'm a girl dad, and it's like I guess for me it's different because I don't know what girls go through. So my mm-hmm. kids are like, you know, at that preteen age, and you're like, I don't understand. I don't understand like the emotions because you know, as a guy, my emotions are very rigid and rugged, and I just I just don't understand it. But right. you know, having a boy, maybe that's maybe that's different. I don't know, but dude, it's it definitely makes you want to work and strive to be something greater. For sure. Yes. I can feel it already. Like with my kids now, like I said, my kids coming in a couple months, but it's like, man, at this point in my life, man, there's no excuses, you know, you know, for anything. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like at the end of the day, it's like I have to I have to make it no matter what, you know? Right. So you know I mean so yeah. No matter no matter what happens, I have to I have to be there and I got to support this little dude, you know. So, you know, it's no excuses. So I can sit on my I can sit on my butt and c- complain about Gavin Newsom and and uh, and just let him do everything he's going to do and, and affect my business. Or I can just be more proactive and I can just, you know, you know, start making other moves. And that right now, that's where I'm at. You know, I have a little money saved up. So it's like. I got to start making moves, man, for my, for my little dude, man. Yeah. So, man. Now, if you, if you do decide to move, because if, if no one here listens and knows who Courtney is, Courtney, he owns Hindo studios out in San Diego. He's got the Hindo podcast, which is a new venture, which is a very dope, interesting, like talk that if you're a photographer, you'll love it. If you're not a photographer, yeah. you'll still love it. It's really great. Um, but if you decide to move, would you still like have somebody run that out there? Cause I mean, that's a stream of income. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I would do, cause it's still an asset. It's not a liability. Right. You know, um, I'm still generating good revenue here. So <clears throat> with me, I'm, I'll keep this, hire somebody to run this studio and I'll go somewhere else. My whole, my whole thought process is that if they, I need another source of income, I got to still, I got to keep bringing these, uh, creating these revenue streams you know right now i'm only relied on this one uh a source of revenue stream right. you know and and it's crippling me in a way and it's it makes it makes me nervous because it's unstable yeah you know because this you know like i said gavin newsom shut me down and he opened back up shut me down open back up i don't know what's gonna happen bro so i just want to create another source and revenue stream and that's why i should be doing anyways yeah you know what i mean so you know that's the whole point of this business expanding and and and, and like they said, you should have at least six sources of revenue. Oh, jeez. So I, I mean, <laughs> ah, you know. I think I have three. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I, but stable one, but maybe a couple of others. You know, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was. So. I've been. I've been plotting and scheming, man. I I was telling my friend uh, Franklin. He owns a uh, him and his wife own a coffee shop here in a town called Black Coffee, mm. and I was telling him, I was like, man, because I, dude, I've been. I've been, I don't drink coffee a lot, but recently I've been like exploring because I've re I found my French press in my house and I've been re exploring this whole coffee journey. I was like, man, how dope would it be to have like a, a black owned like coffee roaster business 
and then like just make your own like partner with like other black creatives and just make dope coffee you know yeah i mean you obviously you can't market like black coffee for black people because you know now you're alienating <laughs> a bunch of people but like why not i mean i think that'd be cool that's something i'm looking into that'd be really dope but yeah i don't think you can market it i mean i don't i don't think i would want to exclude myself to from another market you know what right. I mean? like white people or any other race you yeah. know so i would definitely try to generalize my uh my marketing scheme but i mean unless you're in a black and no a black neighborhood or something like that maybe you can but let me get a compton uh, blend <laughs> maybe compton <laughs> might work but even then that's a lot of white people around there so man you know, so man, don't tell me they're trying to gentrify compton oh yeah compton's changing bro oh for sure absolutely compton's not what the compton used to be is it really? compton's nice you know so um but you know it's funny though me being a black owned businesses uh, business. Um, I have a lot of white people call me and be like, "Hey, man, is this a black-owned business? Because we just want to support." <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. It is very, it is very crazy. That's. I wonder if it's their white guilt. They're like, "I gotta buy black," because you know, yeah. like now the, the thing now is like shop small, buy black. But realistically, you know that you you're really gonna depend on Amazon for a couple of things. Because, I mean. Ain't nobody got a um, like I I ordered what did I order the other I ordered something the other day from Amazon oh a beanie like it's a it was a special beanie Amazon ain't got it I mean I'm sorry not Amazon uh my small local business. yeah my local small business unless it's like some Etsy store but yeah I don't know you know <laughs> yeah I mean I think that I don't know why. I think that, I mean, you got to respect it no, no matter what, if they're guilty or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that, I think that more white people are more jumping on board because it's, I think they see the struggle and I, at the same time, they see the injustices that are happening. So, and bro, I, I don't care who you are. If you're black, white, Chinese, whatever. If you can look at a man cop pulling the, uh, the knee on that man's neck and, and that dude crying for his mom I don't, if you look at that and you're like alright that was justifiable bro I, you need to go jump off a bridge bro you know what I mean that's, those, that's easy as that man yeah. I don't care who you are those same you know, people so. would then uh, say that the McCloskeys or McCluskeys or whatever their name is in St. Louis the two white attorneys with guns that that's okay because yeah. you know pointing guns at people who are just walking by your house you know that's. I mean, it was there was a whole mob outside their house, though. You know what I mean? But I, it wasn't I, for know, it Ryan, wasn't I, for I, them. I, things, huh? I said it wasn't no, no, for them. It was for the governor. Like it, I think it was for the, like the governor, or the mayor. They're walking somewhere else. Yeah. Like I try to look at things like without any emotions. Now I try to erase my emotions and look at things in the, in this uh, uh, uh you know just non biased you know viewpoint in this. Yeah. And just try to look at it, you know, you know, and and some of the stuff is like, okay, yeah, I can probably see that. And the other stuff is like, nah, I'm no. nah, I can't. Not even, not even close. You know, so yeah. You sure. know, speaking of stuff like that, uh, let's take a listen to what this uh right wing pastor said about the election. Cause I I, I have I I'll tell you about it in a second. We need to stand up for President Trump. We know that God's will is President Trump. Look, President Trump is pro-life. He loves America. He, he boldly says, in God we trust, and plays God bless the USA. 
and he helps the economy recover. He's wise, and this helps the poor people. So God's will is for President Trump. On the other hand, we see Joe Biden and the Democrats. They removed God from the Pledge of Allegiance. That means the people following Joe Biden are cursed. If you want to be cursed, then go ahead and defend Joe Biden and the devil. Okay, so I have so many questions because this is a person who their whole existence currently is meant to speak love and peace and that Jesus was a person who was put to death by a mob of his own kind yep. and he forgave them while dying yet we have someone who doesn't agree with the same political beliefs and they support the devil like absolutely i have this whole thing like it makes you question like church i mean it doesn't make you question i mean i'm a christian it doesn't make me question my faith but it makes me question like church like these people like how do you get to spew hate and stuff like that and then on the same token go well if you don't support president trump you know you're an evil person going to hell like what (laughs) i think bro i think that man i think i don't care if you're the left or the right if you're that extreme you got issues obviously that guy has some (laughs) <laughs> mental issues it sounds like he got some crazy issues but to go deeper byron i feel like sometimes they use religion to control people and i think yeah that's a, a perfect example of it you know um i think that's a that's a perfect example of, of even the government you know i mean i think they do right. some certain things subliminally uh you know to control people and i feel like yeah, here you go he's he's been controlled by his religion because I think religion, it can be good or bad for people. And obviously that he's using it, he's so gone out of his mind that it's it's been spewed in a bad way. You know what I mean? So I for sure, but I'm, for but sure. I'm, like, I'm not a very religious person anyway. So, yeah. you know, but that's, I don't want to go too deep in that one. But <laughs> for sure, I think that guy has some mental issues, you know. And I like I said, either you're left wing or right wing. If you go that too extreme left or right, it's bad, you know what I mean? So it's yes, it's about yeah. finding a balance. And I mean Yes. I I don't think I wouldn't call the dude a bad person. I mean, I don't know the guy. I mean, I don't know what he, I mean, I, I see what he talks about and what his politics align with, but that you know, any other year besides an election year, who cares? Like in twenty twenty four election year, no one's gonna care. Like between the next, you know, three and a half years, no one's going to care about what your identity is and all this other jazz. They're going to only care about it for the six months that, you know, people are like, you got to pick the right president, you know, because, yeah. you know, you believe what you believe. But I think you're right. I think people who are too extreme in most instances, it's, I mean, whether it's you're too extreme, like you're super liberal, like, far liberal and then you're like far yeah. republican you're like both extremes are, are terrible i mean that's where you get like the hate group you get like mt yes. and then you get like uh the proud boys and then those two but, go at each other all the time and you're like but you know, you know what's funny though byron i feel like 
I feel like Trump, he did some good things, he did some bad things, but I, and I also feel that he brung out a lot of this, 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 this behavior from oh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. He sure you know did. what I mean? Yeah. And like, like I said, I look at Trump and I like, in my life now, I try to look at things in a non-biased way and like I said, take out my emotions and things. And I think Trump did some good things, sure. but the way he, he didn't, to me, he just didn't, for my morals and the way I, type of person I am, he didn't, he didn't speak to me. But I, I think, you know, I look at what, he, what Trump did and, and I think he was, he was a decent president if he, if he would close his mouth and he get off Twitter. If he, if he would close his mouth and got off Twitter, I think he would probably have been reelected. I think he would have been, I think he would have been even, even like embraced by other races, you know, I mean, if he would have got off his mouth. Uh, got off Twitter and closed his mouth and humbled himself a lot. Yeah, but see, that's but not him, though. I think he would have, for sure. Uh, you know, I, um, I, I, I can agree with you. I do think that he, if he would have been more actually presidential, he probably would have got reelected. And then his second right. term. See, the first term, you, you got to be all nice and polite and, you know, thank you. You got you to gotta be on your P's and Q's. But that second term, that second term is where you can cut up. That's yeah. what, like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do, baby? You can't do nothing to me. Yeah. I'm president. Eight years, baby. Eight. Yeah. Four and four. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's what I think. Would have. I think if you'd have got reelected, I think he would real got real. He would have got nasty. Oh sure. sure. Yeah. Man, you you can't you can't have you can't have no adultery scandals come out. You can't have no stories talking about you pee on people in Moscow. You you can't be doing all that in your first term. First term is where you establish like you got to be like, all right, cool. This is where I'm at. I'm a I'm a decent person. I just want you to know, everybody out there, Donald Trump loves America. They just love America. <laughs> yeah. You got to That's what you got to do at first. Then as soon as you get that second term, you put your hand on the Bible the second time. You say, I, you know, you swear in, and then you go, all right, everybody. I don't like black people. Sorry, I'm president. What <laughs> yeah. you gonna do now? I don't like yep. y'all. Send the Mexicans yep. back to Mexico. Put the wall up. You can't do that yep. like two months after you start. Yep. And and that's why I think that, you know, I think Donald Trump, he would probably went that way. Um, do I think he liked black people? I don't think he did, you know, from, from what he was, the way he was acting. But we'll, I'd be arguing on, on with people on Instagram all day, like some of my close friends and things like that, that I know people are, are close, I know, and support him. I mean, I can see why they support him because I feel like he's uh, he's really towards uh, a certain demographic, and he had, he's he leans very heavy towards a certain demographic of people. Sure, and that's and this, that's who he caters to. To uh, majority of 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 his, of his election was towards that demographic of people. Yeah. So I mean, how could you not? Not, not not like him if you're that demographic of people. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. If he caters to those type of people, you're gonna like him. And they make up 60-70% of the country uh country. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, like, I mean, he's he's smart though. If you really think about what John Don Trump did, yeah. what he did was he focused on that demographic, make them happy, then he'll give these little Negroes over here some money to vote for him. You know, and 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 scatter some money over here, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Vote for me, cause he don't need. We only make up what thirty percent of the country. You know what I mean? So give them some money, pay these Negroes off. <laughs> okay, yes, we love Donald Trump. Yes, yes. Yeah. But but uh, cater toward the majority. That's Man, what he did. Can you ima- can you imagine if Donald Trump was like, 
I'm going to go against Republican rhetoric and I'm going to say everybody gets universal basic income. Everybody in the hood, everywhere gets $1,000 a month. Bruh, he would be elected unanimously. Black people oh, be like, of black people be like, oh my God, this man, white man giving me money? Okay. Guess some massive. I ain't massive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want my votes? I and got you there. And that's the problem I have with black people, man. Like with us, you know? And I feel like we still have that slave mentality, man. It bothers me. We ask them for the, the white man to do something for us so we can do for ourselves. It's not like we, we're broke people. We got money. Yeah. We just spend our money on stupid shit all day. You know what I mean? Like sure. we don't we don't invest our money. We don't build communities. We don't build businesses. You know, now yeah. we're starting to do that. But now it's like we're asking another race that enslaved us for to help us. Yeah. No, bro. No, we need to help yourself. Help yourself, bro. Help your own race. Help your own community. You know what I mean? That's the it, it bothers me, man. I, yeah. I, I, I just don't understand it. But we the, have money, bro. Black people have money. Sure. We act like we're broke. We have money. Yeah. Have you seen? Okay. I don't frequent the shade room very often, but I did yesterday. Did you see this video of, uh, or this article talking about Meek Mill and these kids in Atlanta? What's going on? I haven't seen it. No. Uh, these kids. in So like there's these long lines um, of cars just lined up and there's these kids and they call them the water boys. They're running around selling water to people but they're being very aggressive. Like they're jumping on people's cars, like be like, ah, give me, you know, buy this water. And it's like, I respect the hustle aspect of it, but they are doing it all wrong. Like you, you can't have like a group of like eight black kids, like teenagers jumping around. Anyway, they get on Meek Mill. Meek Mill's like in this line and he pulls up and he rolls the window down. He gives him $20. For he doesn't even want the water. He just gives him twenty dollars. It's like six kids. He's like, "Yo, split this twenty amongst yourself," and they get super pissed. And they're like, "Yo, come on, man, break us off with some cheddar. Like, break us off with some money. Like, like white what? Like they're demanding yeah. because this dude has millions of dollars for them to him just to just give them this money. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like." If I'm if I'm out there hustling, I'm out there hustling. Twenty dollars is more than I had five minutes ago. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep grinding. I'm gonna keep doing my thing. On the same token, I'm not gonna also sit and accost the man and reach my hand in his in his window trying to like take money, you know, and then be pissed when this famous rapper won't give me a stack of thousands. Like, Barry, it's. I don't, it's. I think this not just black people. I think this is everybody, every race. Everything. I think, especially these these kids coming up. I feel like you hit it on the head. Like you said, give me. I, and everybody wants you to to give them something these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're waiting for somebody to give you something, you've been waiting for a long freaking time. Because ain't nobody gonna give you nothing in life, man. Right. You know. And I think that's that's the that's just the way the world is ran right now. Yeah. You know, entitlement. You know what I mean? Everybody, give me this, give me that. I deserve this, nothing. You don't deserve nothing unless you go get it or go work hard for it. Right. You know, so, you know, and and it, it, it hurts me to see my own people act like that. You know what I mean? So, but I, I respect these kids' hustle, though, like how you said. And I like that they get out there and it's going to go go get their money instead of just, but you can't approach people that way. You know what I mean? Because nobody, uh, they don't owe you anything in life. Yeah. You know, so, so you just have to um, 
humble yourself and find different ways to, to go get that money, more creative ways. But they see this guy who's making a lot of money, but it, see, this the thing too, man, I don't like is when you see somebody who's rich, you know, especially like somebody like Meat Mill, he came from a poor environment. Sure so he's did. self-made. He went out there and, and found the talent that he's really good at and exploited it and made a, and started making some good money in it. And he gives back to his community as well. So, you know, you need to applaud people like that and and, and try to and try to figure out what he did and 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 learn from his skill sets and uh, uh, and try to attain the knowledge that he has. That's that's the biggest thing. It's the knowledge. Yeah. Instead of like you know going to somebody and asking somebody for something and give me something. That, I mean, even with my kid, I'd be thinking about that about, about that with my kid too. I want to teach him not to ask for anything. You got to yeah. find a way to go get it. That's the only. That's the only way you're gonna make it in life. Yeah, life is hard, man. Life ain't is it? not easy, ain't it? I always think about when people like like that sense of entitlement. I think of that Parks and Rec, ep- like those multiple Parks and Rec episodes with uh, Mona Lisa Saperstein. She always like reach her hand and she's like, "Money peas." That's all. <laughs> that's every every time I think about it, like they're like, like I I think I look at like you know like the Kylie Jenners of the world and all these like insta celebrities or whatever you want to call them and all they're doing like they're just stupidly entitled like i i don't get it like yeah where are your parents why do they teach you better things i mean that that could be the biggest thing no direction in life no role models you know uh nobody to see her but it's it's also our responsibility as well as as people uh in this community to reach down to the to youth and teach them, you know what I mean? Or at least try to attempt to teach them. Yeah. You know, so if these kids have bad direction, I feel like, especially in the black community, it's it's like, it's it's my responsibility to reach out and teach these kids or help them out or whatever it is like that, you know? I think we just got to take responsibility for our actions and our community and don't look for anybody else. So if, it was, if I was to see that, you know what I mean? And, and see how they, uh, if, if if I was Meek Mill and those kids that approached me, I feel like it was his responsibility as well to pull them to the side, like, "Hey, man, this is not the correct way to to get money from people. This is what you need to do, and do this, yeah. and do this, and do that." You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of teaching, dude, your episode on uh, one of your episodes, I think it was like episodes for your podcast, the one that I was talking to you about about uh about the aggressive tone that you went at somebody Ooh. with, bruh. I got to say, hey, if y'all have, I think it is episode four, but if y'all haven't listened to the yeah. Hindo podcast episode four, please do after you <laughs> listen to this. Like, yeah. Courtney, I will say, you have definitely, I, I don't live in San Diego, but I see, since you've opened your studio, you've morphed it and you've done this, like, amorphous, like, change where you've catered to what people need and, you've made the studio better, whether it's offering the podcast or whether it's offering, you know, multiple setups. And, you know, now you got UFC champions and great photographers like Eric Williams flying down and, you know, shooting at the studio and congratulations on that. Thank Uh, you, bro. But like you, you went on this girl about (laughs) the culture in San Diego in photography (laughs) And I definitely wanted to talk to you about it because, like, I it, it was one. It was very late at night when you because you when you do it, you record it on Instagram Live, on the on your shows page. But I watched it for like I I something told me like to click on it. It's like midnight here, 
you, I click on it, and y'all, you are literally, dude, you had a pencil in your hand, and you could see the paper. <laughs> Bruh, you were just, like, you were talking, but you weren't writing words. You were, like, squiggling, like, circles, because you were so oh. upset. I was like... Oh. <laughs> dude i mean i've never seen someone angry like try and write because you were trying to write words but you were like making like aggressively hard circles i was like okay okay bro because uh, tell i mean like i think y'all were talking about like the culture and the evolution of like a lazy photographer versus um versus so like someone who's hustling well, see, the problem with San Diego is um, the problem with the photographers in San Diego is uh, they shoot nothing but naked girls all day. And that's the culture here. And that's the temperature here in San Diego. It's like you don't want to learn lighting. You don't want to learn none of your camera. You don't want uh, to be a photographer. You just pick up a camera just to shoot these naked girls. Right. And, and most of my clientele in the studio is just – Guys want to shoot these naked girls, and these girls just come in and they explore them, and, and they take their pictures and put them on OnlyFans. And these girls is making, do I got girls coming here making twenty thousand a month off OnlyFans? You know what I mean? And oh, then in return, real, real for real, I'm talking about like on the regular. I have girls nine thousand, ten thousand. I got a girl come in, she's don't even try, and she says she's making like five, six grand a month off OnlyFans. You know, mm-hmm. so. And what bothers me the most is they get this content for free. So the photographers who come in, pay the studio rental, they pay for all their, their, their camera gear, whatever it is. They learn this skill set and they go shoot these girls for free to see them naked. And um, the girls take the money, take the, uh, take the, the content and they upload it to OnlyFans and make all this money. But what bothers me the most is the photographers come in and they be like, oh, Courtney, oh, I can't make any money on photography. You know, or Courtney, uh, um, how do I make money? How, how do I make money like how you make money on photography? And I'm like, bro, this is the problem with the culture. You guys don't want to learn or anything. You guys don't want to learn lighting. You don't want to uh, advance your skill set. You're just shooting the same old thing that everybody shoots, and you expect to make money. Number one, it's, that's going to be hard because it's, it's saturated. And number two, you're not trying to uh, uh, elevate your game. So what I did, I built a studio in San Diego, and the studio is, when I opened this studio, it was completely unique, Byron. Byron, unique, unique, right? And I, I built it in a way that I, that uh, in those, any other studio in San Diego wasn't like this studio. We had all pro photo gear. It was like an upscale studio. You come in, you know, you know, but uh, uh, different backgrounds, and I had like different um, seamless papers and everything, different colors, and I remember I used to scroll through Instagram and I would see, okay, that photo from Hendo Studios, that photo from Hendo Studios, because our shit was unique. But now all the other studios is, there's people building studios and they're copying everything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So now it makes it like everything's a Hendo Studios times 10 now. Yeah. You know, at the same time, at the same time, from a studio standpoint, everything looks the same. And from a from a uh, a competitor stand, uh, photographer standpoint, everything looks the same. Same. So what these photographers are doing, they're copying every, every other photographers. They're not trying to up up your skill set, and they're copying every other photographers. What the studios are doing on the studio side, they're copying everything that we're doing. 
copying everything that we're doing. So everything looks the fucking same, bro. Everything looks the same. Mm. So how are you going to make money? You're just copying everybody else all day. You're not trying to learn anything new. You're just copying everybody else all day and shooting naked girls. So when this girl came on to the, to the podcast, she's, she looked at me in a, in a way that, you know, like a privileged, like I didn't give a shit way. And, and she was saying like, oh, well, I don't care. Why do you care? You know what I mean? And it got under my skin. And I, I, I really, uh, I was mad at myself that I got in my emotions about it. You know what I mean? But the way she was coming off on that podcast pissed me off in a way. It was like, why do you care about what they do? You know what I mean? Like, why do you care if they come in and copy your studio? Why do you care uh, that they, they copy other photographers? Because I'm spending my whole life and all my money trying to elevate this culture and make everybody money. It's not about Hendo Studios, bro. It's about, I'm trying to, if I elevate my, my uh, uh, business and, and elevate the culture, it's for everybody. My, my mindset is for everybody. She just, and I felt like she was only talking about herself all day. She was only focused on herself, but me, I was trying to focus on, I'm trying to focus on everybody and build the culture. Like, for example, I'm bringing in, I was trying to bring in Lindsay Adler to San Huge Diego. Fan. She never been to San Diego, bro. Huge fan of so, Lindsay Adler. So she's coming to San Diego to do a big workshop and 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 I'm trying to bring these big name photographers. That elevates not only my studio, but it also elevates freaking the whole, the culture. Right. Now, people, people from other, uh, 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 People who follow Lindsay Adler, which is like, you know, one of the biggest photographers out right now, but like, okay, there's some talent in San Diego. So guess what? You're going to get more jobs from San Diego. The, the uh, people that's going to start coming to San Diego, that's going to boost the, the industry, which is the photography, the, the models, the, uh, um, the makeup artists, everything. We all going to start making money. And that's my goal is to bring money into San Diego. But I got these people over here, the narrow-minded people who don't really give a shit, but you just care about your OnlyFans and making money on your OnlyFans. Yeah, you know, so the OnlyFans thing—the OnlyFans thing—is a crazy thing. Like, cause how is it that a how is it that you can put the? I mean, now this is this is on the photographer. How is it that you gonna sit here and and give your work away and not say this is what you can use it for? Like the use cases. Like I don't understand that. Like how are you just gonna give somebody a photo and then them just upload it, make ten thousand dollars in in royalties? off of off of your work and you not see a dime because anywhere else in any other search situation that would not fly if nike stole your photo you gonna get some sort of royal i mean if you took the photo and they used it you gonna get some sort of royalties from it you know why you know why i'm gonna tell you why byron because the most photographers in san diego are not shooting to, to learn photography you know when we when we picked up the camera and when we shot you know this is what we love to do. We try to make money in it. We try to be, you know, and, and do it on the business side of it and, and try to elevate ourselves, learn yeah. lighting techniques, build, build our relationships with fighters, all that. But these people, they're picking up that camera just to see these girls naked, which is cool. I get it, bro. I, I get it too. Hey, it, ain't, it ain't nothing wrong with it. No, if that's sure. what you want to do with your camera. You, you know what I mean? You're, I'm a guy. You're a girl. She's beautiful. Cool. Shooter. No brainer. Right. But bro, don't be a sucker with it. Don't be a sucker, man. Don't don't be like, you know, don't just let this girl come and take your photos and own your photos and make money off of you don't make any money, but you're crying to me. Right. You're crying to me about how you gonna how can you make money, but you're just giving away your talent. Dude, these Brian, you, you already know these cameras are cost like five thousand, three thousand, less yeah. two thousand dollars. It takes you uh years to learn uh 
uh, Photoshop Lightroom. Yep. Then you're going to take it and just give it away? You're going to sit there. The, why give, would you do that? You give, a, you give a, somebody like 500 photos. You snap every photo. You edit everything. I don't, I don't get that. Nah, you get the selects. You get maybe 20 max. That's, that's what you get. Yep. The rest are, I mean, the rest are either not good enough or I, I will purpose them for something else and use them to try and launch and add that to the book to try and get a new job. That's absolutely. what, that's what I'm going to do. But you know, what, who am I, you know? I mean, like I say, everybody's not trying to, I understand everybody's not trying to be a professional photographer. I get it, but you gotta like, when when one when one photographer does that, that's what these girls expect. So what happens is the next photographer she shoots with, and if you don't does that do that, she's gonna be like, oh well, such and such did that to me, and and he gave me the photos. But this is the problem with San Diego's too, bro. Are oh, you going? We going deep today? We going oh, deep, yeah. man. I told you we going deep. <laughs> this ain't like before. So, we right. going deep. So we we got we got like guys are stupid at photography, like amazing. Yeah, like amazing. And that's what they do. They shoot these girls for free, give it off. Shoot these girls for free, give it off. So the so it's like even if you're a really good photographer, yeah, you're screwed because if she if you don't if you try to charge her, she be like, uh, uh-uh. I'm gonna go back to John, great, or bye. whoever it is, yeah. Because bye. you know why 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 would I you know this guy John is like nasty, bro. Yeah, you're nasty too, but he's nasty, nasty too. So I mean, so John is making all the uh, he got all the girls, he got all the attention, he gets the Instagram likes and everything. But John is broke. Yeah, man, Instagram likes don't pay the bills. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, because he's shooting these girls for free. The girls is casing up to him. Oh, John, you're so amazing. He got he might he might smash a couple good a couple models that he probably can smash. You know what I mean? And John's <laughs> making all. Uh, and this is the truth, bro. This is what's going on. <laughs> this is what's going on, bro. John, John is busted. John is busted, but since he's so good at make, uh, shooting these girls, they probably smash him a little bit. Wow. You know, a couple of these bad models are going to smash him. So John's getting all the attention, mm. but John is broke. John is broke. There ain't ever been a time that I would ever consider that. Like that's a walking me too scandal waiting to happen. Absolutely. Let alone Absolutely. don't let a don't let it happen to a brother. I mean, oh. we. I mean, let's look at Terry Richardson. Terry Richardson was amazing. He ain't shot yeah. a single photo in like four years, or maybe he has, but you don't see his work nowhere. He ain't in Rolling Stone no more. Yep. You got yep. people yep. imitating Terry Richardson, like that new Miley Cyrus cover that looks straight up like Terry Richardson work, straight up. Of course, but and and, he, and, 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 and I try to tell it. these guys that man, dude. And and like, still, bro, yeah. I mean, I I mean, we're guys though, bro. I get it. I, I, I can't tell them not to smash these girls. Go ahead, bro. But don't. That, but it's like don't try to get at these girls. You know what I mean? And and let them come to you. That's if, that, if that's what's going to happen. And I, it depends how you're going to take it. Are you going to be a professional? Are you trying to do it for fun? Are you trying to be a professional? If right. you're a professional, I won't even touch her. That's. When you touch her, not even not even a consideration whatsoever. You don't. You just don't. You just don't. Like yep. if if you just want to do if you're doing this just because you want to see some like some titties and some you know some nakedness like whatever okay, but that's that's not what the 
I think a lot of people get into photography just for that very reason. They see what's going on, on Instagram and like, I can do that. That's easy. But then sure. it's like, and then they're like mad because then their photos are circulating around. You're like, why? Why did I get it? You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. I, I don't know. I, I wish that, like, I was talking. I was talking to Eric the other day, and mm-hmm. he w- like we were saying that, um, photography is. I think he said it was like 196 years old. I mean, it's it's ghastly old, and it hasn't changed not once. I mean, tech lighting has changed. Like now you got you got ring lights and you got strobes that didn't exist when it first happened when photography first came around. But the basis of photography is still the same. It'll always be the same. Same, sure. same, same way you like focus, same aperture, same ice, everything is shutter speed. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's not changed. It's never gonna change. But like just because you can pick up a a a, a two thousand dollar box of equipment of of uh wires and you know chips and press a button don't mean nothing. I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change, but I mean, it's going to take some time, but I think it will change for sure. Um, I truly feel like a lot of that's going to, you're not going to have cameras there pretty soon, bro. It's going to be everything on your phone. No, you know what I mean? No, no, no. I think so. I don't, I I think so, bro. You no, Cause then that, that means that anybody. So you're telling me that dude, I, I, I say, I, I said this yesterday. I am absolutely terrible at taking my own photo. Like mm-hmm. if, if I pull out my, if I pull out my phone right now and I look at myself and then I'm trying to take, like, I want to take a selfie. I'm absolutely terrible at it. Absolutely. I can't take a picture of myself to save my life. I look ugly and you know, I, I have these like flaws or whatever, but if yeah. I flip that thing around, I do it of somebody else. Amazing. It's perfect. Like, yeah. But, I'm not saying that you take pictures of yourself, but I feel like that that phone's about to be so advanced, especially in in the photography realm, that I feel like people are gonna stray, stray, start straying away from the actual cameras. They're gonna start using their phones, and I mean, girls can edit the girls are starting to edit their own photos too, face tuning all that BS. stuff. You know what I mean? Because they, they they can make it exactly what you want it. You know what I mean? So it's a whole Kim Kardashian culture type of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? They can make those photos exactly how they want it. Cause that's what these girls want down here, especially here. They want that, that the body and the face tucked, right? Everything. And the photographers are not providing that. And these phones would now they're starting to like take the photos and, and edit their own photos the way they like it. But I truly feel, I mean, I, I was looking at the iPhone the other day. And now they have the shallow depth of fill thing, and it looks nice, bro. The, the, I have I'm the twelve right now. It's amazing. Huh? I have the twelve. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. oh yeah. So I have the eleven. So um, I'm pretty sure the twelve is even better. Yeah. So as these phones progress, as these phones progress, Byron, these 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 cameras going to get more and more and more and more in advanced, and pretty soon it's going to get to the point that it, you're going to have a, a a fifty millimeter shallow depth of field in in your in your phone. Walking around all day, so yeah. and let, I'm trying to tell you right now, bro. Most photographers, that's how, that's what they do. They get a camera and they get that 50 millimeter and they shoot. 
and and since that shallow depth of field, you know, separating the, the subject from yep. the from the background, yep. it looks super nice. That nice bokeh. And that's, that's 60% of the 60, 70% of photographers now. You know what I mean? So when you eliminate that and that, that's on your phone, cameras are done, bro. Cameras no. are done. I think that I mean you clearly you'll never be able to shoot a Gucci or a Tom Ford campaign on your phone. They will always because I mean if you go on like one of these like big huge advertising jobs, you'll see people that are like, is that I need a camera with a lot of pixels. They're not going to ever say, hey, do you have the 12? Do you have, like, the iPhone 15? Like, if you don't have the iPhone 15, you can't shoot this. Like, because then, I I mean, because then everybody and their mom. But, like, I mean, obviously, if you're just doing stuff for, like, these random wannabe models and whatever, sure. Yeah, you can shoot that. You'll probably be able to shoot that on your phone and never have to charge rental equipment or, or whatever, you know, whatever kind of charges you want. You'll never be able to have to charge that. But I don't think you'll be able to ever get away with, you know, getting rid of actual cameras. I don't I don't think that'll ever be a day. I think uh, I feel like for the normal consumer, the hobby, the novelist, novelist, uh, the hobbyist, the hobbyist photographers. Yeah, for sure. It'll be on your phone. Oh, sure. But as a professional. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. For sure. I agree with that. One hundred percent. You're a professional photographer. For sure. Yeah, you definitely need a camera. And that's why I think it's going to go. Professionals, the real hard, diehard professionals, they will have that. They'll have the a dedicated um, camera. Uh, camera. But other than that, it's gonna be all iPhone. Man. Guarantee you that. Watch and 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 go look this up, bro. Look this up. Um, was a Sports Illustrated? They did a, a a full photo shoot with the Rock on on their on, on the phone. Really? They, they shot the whole cover on their on a, it was on the iPhone or Android or something like that. Definitely wasn't Look at that, Android. bro. It shot a cover with the phone. Definitely wasn't The photographer wasn't it. actually had a phone, bro, and shooting it. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And the one of the photos is on the, it's the, the front cover. Really? I feel yes, sir. Google that. Hold on. Let me. I'm just Google that. Sports Illust- Google Sports Illustrated The Rock iPhone or something like that. Google that, bro. Yes, sir. I'm looking. I'm looking. I sent this to uh, Eric Williams because me and Eric Williams had the same conversation, oh, and I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. They even have a video of it. Oh, oh, this is like back in two thousand sixteen, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Oh, it was a Moto Z smartphone with a Hasselblad True Zoom Moto Mod attachment. So basically, I mean, that's a bone, though. Sure. It it it, it 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 don't. I mean, what I mean? Yeah, it's... yeah. That's where cameras are going, bro. And and it's just a preview of what's gonna happen. That's all it is. Can I be it's honest just with a preview? Can I be honest with you? Absolutely. It, it it don't. No, I don't. I don't hate on photographers. It just don't look. It does not look the same. I feel you. Maybe maybe it's just the way the photos are being are edited. It just doesn't look the same. I agree with you. But, hey, I'm glad that we're having this on the podcast because this is documented. Yeah. So in the next 10 years, I'm going to come back onto this, this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to eat your ass alive, baby. <laughs> and, then, and then in five years, when that doesn't happen, I'm going to be like, bruh. 
What you waiting on? What we, what we doing? Hey, for real. For real. Oh, you, probably, you be like, Courtney, what happened? I, I've been waiting on your damn iPhone to come. Uh, you know, watch. I, 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 I will say this new technology that Apple's doing, this Apple Raw, um, mm-hmm. I think that I think that's going to be a game changer because you can actually shoot from the actual camera app and not have to download a third party app, raw images, and you'll be able to have full control. Like if, if Apple ever decided to interface full manual controls of the camera where you can control the aperture, the ISO, you know, everything, and you actually put like a, an actual lens inside the camera where you can actually dial it to like F20 and actually yes. get that, like that real true punch to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, then I would, I would concede and be like, okay. Byron, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's coming. Bro, it's coming. I, I, I mean, I would welcome it. Cause then I wouldn't have to go out and buy a new Canon you know, R5 camera and spend $3,000 on this mirrorless camera. As I'm being Bro. told that DSLRs are just not a thing anymore. Yep. Like, Bro, it's all coming, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I feel it. I can see it. It's going to, is all this stuff is evolving. It's coming. You can see the progression of it. Yeah. It's all coming. And I'm, I truly feel, I'll be sitting here thinking about it because I have to think about these things because this is my business. This is what I do for a living. Right. So it's like, I'll be thinking about these things. It's pretty soon. I think it's going to be, it's coming faster than, than we expect as well. I, I, I truly feel within the next 10 years, okay. photography is, I'm trying for the, the normal consumer. It's done, bro. And so that, if I was like Canon, Nikon, oh my gosh, bro. I would definitely be starting trying to make my own phones or, or, or whatever, start uh, adjusting because I truly feel like that's where photography is going inside that phone. But like how you saying though, but it's gonna be a good and bad thing. I feel like the normal consumer is gonna wipe that out, but the the real photographers, you're gonna need that camera. Oh, then sure. you're gonna need you're gonna need to know how to do different things and other just shooting shell at the field. Yeah. You're gonna have to learn how to do uh, a composition and 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 shoot like different uh, angles and stuff like that. Real photography, but yeah. Other than that, bro, if you just point and shoot with a 50 millimeter, you are it's <laughs> over, bro. It's over. <laughs> Hey, over. It's a wrap. Like like this. It's done. <laughs> it's done, son. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I can, I, I, can, I, can, I can see it. I don't think there'll ever be a day where you, you'll ever be able to say you don't need to be a photographer. That's one reason. That's one thing that, like, absolutely terrifies me. And, like, if COVID in this pandemic has taught me anything, your business has to be recession-proof. It has to be yep. pandemic proof. It has to be able to withstand like a massive natural disaster. You got to be able to, if you're starting a new business in 2020 or 2021, you got to make sure that every venture you get into, you can say, if the world ended tomorrow, my business still keeps on rolling. Because mm-hmm. there's so, yep. like we said at the beginning of the show, there's so many people who are open restaurants and like my cousin, he owns a restaurant in LA. They have morphed and changed what their idea of a restaurant is. Was just a you know a morning kind of brunch place. Now it became like a they're on top of a roof in downtown LA, feeding people, 
now they're giving food away. That now they're just cooking, trying to just give food away. I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy. Now they got another month of no business or yep. all to go deliveries. You know, you you want to know, here? I will just throw this out here. You know what and who would make a killing right now? What's that? If you could find a way to create a container that keeps food hot. Like, not like like one of those little like pizza bags, not like that. But I'm saying like a physical container that you would be able to put food in and keep it hot. Like, like you like just like you're eating at a restaurant. If you could mm-hmm. find a way to do that, that person, billion dollars. Guaranteed. Like Why? You, I don't understand that. Okay. So use a container to keep food hot for what? Okay, so think about it like this. If you you like California's closed, right? Yep. Say you want to get like obviously, if you're a person who cannot cook whatsoever, one, what's wrong with you? Learn to cook. But two, <laughs> um, if you if you're like, I gotta go out to eat, I wanna go to my favorite restaurant. Let's say we're in LA and I wanna go to uh Osteria, Osteria Matza. I want some nice Italian food. Um all right, cool, let's go. Obviously, if you take it to go, they're just going to put it in like a styrofoam box. And when you get home, it's not going to be warm and it's not going to be ooey and gooey like it would be if they bought it out from the kitchen fresh. If you found a way to create a to go container or some sort of um, something, some sort of dish or platter or something. To um, to make sure that the food stays as fresh as it could be. Yeah. You'd make a billion dollars guaranteed, especially now. You would change to go food forever. You would change everything. Now. I think they have that already. They do? I think yeah, I think they have like a when when you deliver, I think they have like this little capsule that they put it in. No, I'm not like I'm not saying a, I'm not saying a capsule. I'm saying like you got to have a specified container. Like it's got to mm. be like a I don't know. Here, let me use this. Let me use this book for a second. It's got to be deep, bro. Yeah, oh, you, hey, you giving out? You giving out too too much game right I, now, I, bro? I know, I know. Like, <laughs> say it's like this. Say, say this is like a to go box, yeah. and you like you put the food in the little separate containers, kind of like you're meal prepping. You put it there, you seal it, and it creates a nice seal. It doesn't make the food soggy, which therefore would require temperature control and temporal and like temporal variations and stuff like that. Like. Mm-hmm. But somebody at MIT or somebody somewhere needs to work that. Yeah. Yes, you can have that for free. I have more ideas. Um, <laughs> I, I'll just take a you little better, bit of a commission. You better patent that. You know what I mean, man? Dude, if patent I, that idea for sure, dude. If I was but, if I was a freaking in science intelligence guy, I would have I would have done created that years ago. Cause I hate ordering. That's one reason why I hate ordering like on DoorDash and all these like Uber Eats and stuff. One, the person who's bringing me the food does not care if my food is hot or cold. Like they don't care. They, they're like, I'm getting my tips. I'm getting my money. I'm going to put these miles on my car. I'm going to get this money. They don't care. I care right. because I'm hungry. And then I got to bring it home and I got to put it in the oven or in the, in the, uh, like the Breville smart oven. Cause you got to warm it back up to make it, and a desirable temperature yeah. but if 
But if you could, if someone found a way to do that, it would change how you take food from a burnt from like a McDonald's or um, a Brahms, like I mean a rest like a to go place. It would take restaurants to like the next level. Like I was thinking, bro, even crazier. Like I was thinking that what you have to do is have a digital platform now. You know what I mean? Like I have a brick and mortar. I have a business, a location, and yeah. to me, I feel like. Like I'm trying to find different ways I can take my business digital. Okay. But I was even digging, I was digging even further, Byron. This is what you had to do in 2020. You have to find a digital platform, but you have to be a middleman. That's how you got to make the middle. What I mean is you got to be the Uber or the the Airbnb or or like the Grubhub. Yeah. That's a platform you have to do, you have to build now. That's just, that's the that's to me that's the safest way to make a, a shitload of money and be uh, be stable going on to these these future years. But um, you have to be you have to provide a service, but you're the middleman. So if it's if let's say it's Uber, uh, 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 Airbnb or or something like that, right? So I just I'm just find the find the person the uh, the buyer or the leaser or whatever it is, and I find the person who wants to you know. Um, Lease our house out, yeah, for like the night or whatever it is, and I just get my commission. I'm just a middleman. Yeah, that's the business that you have to start right now, bro. Man, that's I've, the business that you have to start. Yeah, so, I've always been afraid. I've always been afraid of being the middleman. I look at uh, this is a very terrible analogy, but I look at somebody like Frank Lucas. He cut mm-hmm. the middleman out of the drug trade and went directly to the supplier. And sure. I know that, and I know in 2020 that doesn't apply because that was in the 196, uh, 1970s. But right. like, think think about it. What if one day someone said, "You know what? Why am I like say I don't know? Say McDonald's was like, hey, hold on, why are we paying like these commission fees to like Grubhub and all this so we can you know have their technology? Why don't I just hire somebody and then?" pay them to be the delivery person, like hire a team of three and have them be the delivery people. And I don't have to, I don't have to like pay out any fees. That's just my money. Like then that, that eliminates it. And then, but see then that, I mean, it works for small restaurants, but like bigger corporations who are on there, like the Chick-fil-A's and the McDonald's and the Brahms, everybody, like these places, that's where you're like, eh, cause mom and pop aren't going to give you all the money. Unless they're really good food, but right. I I get what you're saying. But at the same time, it's more liability for that company, that corporation as well. So that's you want you put all the liability on that third party, not yourself. But, so for as a business, it's like yeah, you can do that. But now you gotta get you gotta buy a car, you gotta get car insurance. What if the you know make the, the, the people use delivering it. uh you know gets into a wreck and die or some shit? Sure. Now you you're responsible for that. You know, so it's a lot more liability than actually just giving this, giving these people ten percent, twenty percent of whatever you make off that, because that's not your, that's not your 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 main business uh, source of income. That's probably extra. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, for a big corporation, I don't think they want to take on that liability. Chick Fil, sure. dude, I will say Chick Fil A has done it, at least around here where I live. Uh, you okay. can get it. You can actually get an actual Chick Fil A employee to get in their car and bring you the food. So you don't have to use DoorDash and it doesn't cost any, there's no extra delivery fees. It's just is what it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's where I'm in my back of my mind. Like, 
Because when you think about Uber, Uber put out like the super shuttles that used to take you back in the 90s. Like when you watch Home Alone, those little brand rental services take you to the airport. They put out like the personal drivers who would drive you to the airport. They put all those people out of business or severely limited how their business operates. But now, now you have these like cities and states who are telling you Uber and like countries are like "Ah, Uber can't operate here because, you know, they're independent contractors. They're just, you know, their own people. And you're like, see, now, now that now you just have like a that's not a real corporation. That's not like a real middleman. That's like you just saying, here's the shell of it. You you be your own driver and, uh, you know, just give us the money. Give us the money. Like, that's what you need. You need something where you're not actually the one who's providing a single thing. You're just like the the nice shell of the of the of the business. You're like, "Eh, well, use your car to drive the miles. You're responsible for what happens in your car. We'll just condemn and block somebody if they, you know, hurl off and call you a nigga in the in your car and try and threaten you. Or it's my experience when I drove for Uber, someone doing Coke in the back of my car and offering it to me. Um, wow. Yeah. So you got to. Yeah. Oh, hey, you got you to gotta, you gotta tell this story on the podcast. Dude, I got to talk about this. Dude, I had I had so many terrible experiences when I, I drove for Uber for three months in 2015. And uh-huh. it was. You know, I mean, because you don't know where you're going. You you just you just accept the location. If you're around somewhere, you just accept. You turn on the app. You hit the you know you accept the fare, and you don't know who you're picking up and what they're doing. Like, oh man, I'm down. I'm down in Deep Ellum, which is like kind of like this. Um, it's like a it's like this little small district where you know there's bars and restaurants and a club. It's the club's gone now, but anyway, I'm picking these people up, and this dude is. I mean, he's tweaking off of his rocker. And mind you, my kids are in the car. My kids are much smaller than they are now. So I'm like trying to make sure, you know, you don't leave anything in my car or do anything that my kids will be able to find later. Man, this dude is like, he's in the he's in the back seat, and, you know, because I had the forward seat, just the front seat just scooted all the way forward so no one sat next to me because, again, don't trust people. Uh, this, dude's yeah. in the, this dude's in the back just, he's just like, ugh. And I mean, not just like one and done. I mean, like multiple like hits. And I'm like, he's like, hey, bro, you want something like I'm driving like I'm taking you where you want to go. Like, I do you want me to crash? Like, I don't know what you're giving me. You could be giving me like, I don't know. You could be giving me like baking soda. I don't know what you're giving me. Like, I don't. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's like some other like foreign drug, you know. I don't know. It's some white powdery substance. You could be giving yeah. me, uh, um, what's that? What's that? Uh, salt, whatever that little powder that they were freaking out about in the mail that like a couple years ago. Anthrax. Yeah. Anthrax. You could be giving me that like and crash my car. And you're like, ah, I hate black people. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. So uh-huh. dude, but nah, the worst was the worst was, I, again, this club was called the lizard lounge. So I'm down there. It's super late. It's like, midnight 1am my i'm i told myself after i dropped this one person off i'm done but then there was a there's a fair and i could and i just and i accidentally clicked on it it was these people who needed to be picked up taken back to a hotel so i swing back around i pick them up 
they're like, it was uh, two girls and a guy. And I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, shit. I'm like, so the so you know, they three people couldn't fit in the back of my car, so I had scooted the I scooted the seat back. Dude sitting in the front with me, and he's he's uh he's from Ireland. He's like, hey, bruv, you know, doing his thing. And I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? And he's like, you know, he's like, man, it's a it's a good night, good concert, you know. Met this uh met this this chick. I was like, oh, I was like, which one? He's like, oh, you know, that's my girl. And then that's that's this random girl. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. I'm like, all right, cool, man. You know, he's like, we're not from here. You know, we're you know just in town, just enjoying ourselves. I was like, all right, cool, man. Cool. This man in the back, back mirror, just driving down the street. All, all of a sudden I see, I see, I see this girl. I see like arms flying and like windows <laughs> rolling down. And like, like, I mean, these chicks are getting like super aggressive, like making out like hardcore clothes start coming off i'm like whoa what is happening right now like no way. i'm like dude what is going on in my car right now and this guy's like hey bro you know man just relax man you know this you know don't tell me you time. stopped them no i know okay they i'm just i'm trying to mind my own business and not pay attention to what's happening in the back of my car and I'm let's like, go they, dude they're <laughs> these these chicks are like they're they're doing their thing so we get to the we get to the spot. It was a hotel uh in Addison. So that's like maybe like 30 minutes from where they were. You know, this dude's trying to chat me up. And I could tell that he's trying to like distract me from what's going on in the back. So I'm not yeah. like like I could tell. He could see that on my face. I'm like 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 kind of judgy, which is at that time just this this whole thing. Anyway. So we get there, and so I I pull up and he's like, hey bro, man, just just park in the parking lot. I'm like, in the lot why nah, you want bro. me to park in the lot like you need to get out it is now 140 you need to get out i'm tired and want to go home he's like yeah. he's like hey bruv man you know he's like hey you got any plans for now i was like no nah, just go home go sleep he's like hey uh he's like he's like tana tana he's like what do you think about this one i was like what he's like, he's like she's like she goes she goes she just like shakes her head and gets back to talking to this girl because they've stopped by now. And he's like, he's like, hey, lady likes you. You want to come upstairs? I was like, no, bruh, I do not. <laughs> yes, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> I do not want to, man. Like, I don't. Like, I want to go home to my family. Was that his girl or the other girl? No, it was his. And I was oh, like, oh my God, I was like, swingers then. Dude, uh, He's like, he's like, oh, you know, you know that thing about the black ones, you know? He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's oh, like, he's like, man. he's he, and then he like gives me like a car, like a business card, and he's like, he's like, hey man, we're here through Monday, because it was a Saturday night. He's like, we're here through Monday. Change your mind. Just give me a, give me a ring a day. I was like, okay, Dang. okay. Oh man. And what did I proceed yeah. to do? As soon as I pulled out and pulled onto the service row, I tossed that card outside, just like wow. rolled the window. And I was like. Done with this. He's part of pimping her, man. That's what it says. sounds like. Dude, trying to make I'm, some money off of it. I'm, it. It damn well sounded like it. That's not, I mean, that's not the first damn. time stuff like that's happened. Like, hey, see I, what happened when you're a good looking, handsome stud? That's what happens when that's the <laughs> life of a stud, man. Hey, you got to take it for what it is. No. If, if <laughs> I turned, if I turned down, uh, to be on the internet forever in some sort of uh, adult film, I'm I'm turning down everything. 
Oh, she's <laughs> it goes down in Texas, huh? <laughs> nah, that was supposed to be in LA, man. That was oh, LA. Well, yeah, it goes down was, in LA too for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I just interesting story, bro. That's I awesome, man. I just couldn't. Shoot, me. nah. On, on camera, though. On camera, though. <laughs> off, cam- off camera, you know. Now we're talking. That's something else, but. You know on what I'm it? saying? I would have took I would have took her in that hotel room and gave her her, her best life experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her whole life. Yeah, she I'm went not... back to her man. She'd have been like, "Uh, oh, baby, this is this is not gonna happen, baby. Uh, I found some new lover." Bruh, no, uh, man. I've nah, I've had. I'm I've, joking. I've literally i've I've been propositioned many a times, and it's just like, why? Yeah, like. Yeah, like I, I I get it. Like the whole, I mean, this is like 2012. This is like peak black people. Like you know, like <laughs> yeah. like what what is your obsession? Why do you why yeah. do you want? I don't understand. Especially being Caucasian. Yeah. Like is is that really a thing? Like you're in the back of your mind, like husband. I found a black one. Like I think it is a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people hit me up. I used to have this this guy I used to work with, and uh, he hit me he hit me hard on that one. He was begging me. Him and his wife, they just wanted a black man. That's you know, and I was in I was at the hospital, and there was no black people around. So I was, <laughs> like, like, only I was the only black person at the hospital. Worked in the hospital. It was only uh, like two or three of us. Uh, it was you, you know? and the and janitor. He was like, man, he was begging me, bro. Really cool guy too. Yeah, his wife was his wife was hot. You know, but he was like, "Man, please!" I was like, "Bro, come on! I don't like, be, come on!" I don't. That's understand. weird, bro. But I, I think they're obsessed. Some of them are curious. I don't you know? understand. And what? That's a, and that's a perk of being black too. Sometimes, you know? <laughs> so you know what I mean. So you they get they get curious, especially if you're like in a in a in a like I say a white environment Boy. and you're like the only black person. They don't. They're not around too many black people. So they're curious. So you get all the like the all the little weird, crazy stuff in the, in the in between. Man, they like tell me about your growing up. Did you grow up in the hood? Like, <laughs> what's it like yeah. to be in the ghetto? I mean, yes, you made it out. I mean, you're living the life. <laughs> like, yeah. no, yeah. Just... I mean, think about it. Think about it, Byron. Like, they're they've never been. I know girls. I've been with girls in my life. They never been around black people. Never been around black people. So I'm like their first experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's like, <sighs> you know, in, in a way, it's like, you know, I'm yeah. their first experience, bro. So it's like, it, I, it's the perk of being black sometimes, you yeah. know? It's it, it's something that out of the norm. It's, it's yeah. a wrap. It's, it's a wrap, bro. It's a I used to get that all the time. All the time, bro. Yeah. Especially in the in the in the in the in the hospital. I used to work at this hospital here in San Diego and there's no black people, bro. bro. Someone like me and three other people, two other people. Yeah. You and like killing the, it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Killing it, Byron. Killing it. Just you know, so different. Yeah. I I wouldn't yeah. call that a perk of being black. I'd I'd say it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> like, that's true that's true it's not a perk yeah i, I mean because <laughs> man my I, i'll real quick and i'll let you go um mm-hmm. my fe- my fear with that has always been like these people like you know like your friend like the guy you used to work with you know mm-hmm. like 
what if your wife is like got like some sort of incurable disease? Like, how am I supposed to know? Yet, yeah, like you trying to, it, I it like it reminds me of like the Tuskegee, um, the Tuskegee Institute, like the trials where they injected all like four or five, like, they injected all those black people with uh syphilis, syphilis, yeah. syphilis. And then they never, they found a cure and never gave it to them. It's like that. It reminds me of that. Like, how, how do I know what I'm getting into? I don't. You don't. I don't. And you want me to do this for what? And then like the dude's like getting some sort of like pleasure from me. He's like, yeah, Tina, do it. Do it right. <laughs> and you're like, nah, I don't think it's that, Burn. You got, you got this, you got this stud, this big old, you know, this stallion taking <laughs> down your girl, you know what I mean? So it's like he the, sees that as pleasure, you know what I mean? Like that's not pleasurable. That's not well. How? He, he, how? Watching? I mean, why are you with this I, person I then? Like I agree with you. <laughs> like I agree with you. 100%. What? What kind of like beta male is like? I can't do it for her. I'm gonna, you know, let you know this random black guy do it because I am incapable. Like, I agree with you. It don't make no sense to me, but I'm saying I can, I, I see what I see their, their mind, you know, but it don't make any sense to me. There's no way I can do that with with my chick. It's not, it's not, it's not going to happen. No, there's no, you know what I mean? But that's, I'm just a, I'm a weird dude anyway. So I I won't let one happen with me for sure. I'm a, I am a weirdo. Like for real, like I don't I share like half of it here. I am so much weirder than than what I lead on here. Maybe one day I'll just like let it all out and then I'll lose all my viewers and they're like, ah. Um, but who knows? Or maybe maybe Weird is good, bro. Weird maybe. is good. I don't think weird is bad. I think weird is good. Weird is good. You should, you, hey, you should make that another narrative for your show, you know what I mean? Making weird good. I think weird is different. Weird is good for sure. Weird in moderation is good. <laughs> I I can't I weird in moderation is good. Not weird. Um you can't you can't just let it all out. I mean, like they tell you you can't let the freak flag fly. Yeah, you you can't. It's only in moderation, bro. Uh, I I agree. I agree. But at the same bad. time, it's like I mean, when you get to that point, I think the freedom is when you get to that point where you you don't care what people think of you. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to get there. I'm almost I, there. I'm at 60% of it. Bro, I have been there for years. I yeah. don't, I yeah. have learned to not care what it every now and again, it'll like one, two little incidents, they'll creep in and I'll have like a terrible day and I'll be like kind of super down and depressed. But other than that, I don't care. You tell Absolutely. me that my podcast sucks. Great. Thanks. I appreciate you listening to it, one. And then you listen to the whole thing because you told me how bad it sucked. Great. Thank you. And that's what you want, Byron. That's yeah. what you want. Whether they like it or not, as long as they listen. Yeah. I mean, as long as you tune in, whatever. You tell us, tell me, tell me it's bad. That makes me like figure out another way to be better. That's why the formats when I have guests on is no longer random thoughts. It's just a conversation. Yeah. We talk about being basically some dude, like not like we talk about cuckolding. You know, now we're talking about photography and all this other jazz. Whatever. So there's that. And that's Absolutely. a ra- that's a random way to end. Cuckolding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some dude. Like, 
Only Thank Byron you. and Courtney. Only Byron and Courtney. Courtney Henderson, Byron Craig, <laughs> discussing cuckolding on a podcast, yeah. on a public forum. Because <laughs> we're weird like that. So. <laughs> it is what it is. There I don't go. care what they think. <laughs> I don't so, care yeah. either. It ain't for me, but yeah. hey, if it's for you, it's for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody, go follow Courtney. Uh, it's Hindo Studios and Courtney Hindo on Instagram and uh, HindoStudios.com, right? Yes, sir. Buy some merch. You still selling merch? Absolutely. Absolutely. Buy some merch. Uh, you've seen, I've, I've worn it on the show multiple times at uh, local photography shirt. Do it. Yeah. Um, support the man. Buy black. Shop small. Have a great day, all. Ooh, rhyme. Bye. <laughs>